Union-friendly president in U.S. history. I'm John Saucier, Fox News. President Biden joining the United Auto Workers on the picket lines during a dispute with major auto companies over this past fall. The president speaking at the UAW conference in Washington today where he received the union's endorsement. I kept my commitment to be the most pro-union president ever. I'm proud you have my back. Let me just say I'm honored to have your back and you have mine. That's the deal. Fox's Edward Lawrence has more. The number of union members grew from 2022 to 2023, but the total number of people working, only 10% were union jobs in 2023, and that is actually down slightly from 10.1% in 2022 because the total number of people working. Now, in getting the union endorsement, there's no guarantee the rank and file will follow the bosses into the voting booth, and that's what the former president is counting on. And this election could come down to which groups come out to vote, and President Biden believes that he has the unions in his corner. UAW President Sean Fain says workers may have to make a choice between someone who supports them and someone who divides them, painting former President Trump as a billionaire who only represents rich people and tries to squeeze the American worker. It was a big day for Donald Trump at the Granite State. He takes aim at the current commander-in-chief and the other Republican hopeful. Here's Fox's Brian Yenis. She won 62% of the unaffiliated or independent voters in New Hampshire, 26 points over Trump. She argues that makes her the most electable against President Biden. Perhaps surprisingly, 95% of New Hampshire voters said the most important trait voters are looking for in a Republican nominee is if they are mentally fit. Haley last night challenged Trump, who said he would do better than Haley on a mental competency test. The former governor of South Carolina just released two brand new ads in her home state of South Carolina, reminding voters of her accomplishments there. She was governor there from 2011 to 2017. Uh, the polls show that Trump leads in that state by some 30 points. I'm John Saucier, and this is Fox News. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure, if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. There's no better time than the new year to help protect your identity and finances. LifeLock detects potential threats to your identity that you may miss on your own. If you do become a victim, a U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock is the new year's resolution that's easy to keep. Save 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Promo code CLAY to save 25%. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code CLAY. The U.S. military launching successful strikes against terror groups who attacked an American troop several days ago. Fox's Ryan Schmelz with more details. The Defense Department claims two headquarters and an intelligence facility just south of Baghdad, Iraq, were destroyed by a series of U.S. strikes Tuesday against the Iranian-backed terrorist organization Hezbollah. I want to emphasize that these actions were taken in self-defense following, of course, the attack uh, on our forces in Iraq and certainly in, uh, consistent with international and domestic law. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the strikes were in direct response to a series of attacks against U.S. troops stationed in Iraq and Syria. In particular, the strike at al-Assad Air Base in Iraq this past weekend. Kirby also sending a message to Iran saying the best thing the government can do is cut off support for groups like Hezbollah. Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. The Biden administration's dispute with the state of Texas over razor wire along the Rio Grande River continues despite the Supreme Court ruling in favor of the White House on this issue. Fox's Jackie Heinrich has more. President Biden knows that people care about the border. He knows enough to talk to Fox for a little while last week, admitting that the border is not secure and imploring Congress to give him the money to fix it. But this administration is having a tougher time explaining why they went all the way to the Supreme Court to force Border Patrol to remove that razor wire that Texas officials put there to keep migrants out. Republicans predictably calling out the irony of the Biden administration forcing Border Patrol to remove the razor wire, which their unions says is helping their core mission of securing the border. And again, Fox's Jackie Heinrich. Now, the White House argued this wire was impeding Border Patrol from doing their jobs, cited court precedent supporting the federal government's sole authority on immigration enforcement. Texas has started to put that razor wire that was taken down back up, of course, in defiance of this order from the Supreme Court. I'm John Saucier, and this is Fox News.
Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather for Eastern Troy, Champaign, Van and vicinity, and it remains a moisture-laden one across the area, along with recent snowmelt and some thawing of those area streams and rivers, keeping an eye on some localized flooding across areas up to the north, in particular Ford and Iroquois counties and up towards the Kankakee. Foggy for the day-to-day -day and right through early tomorrow in areas of dense fog as well. Plan accordingly with travel. Periods of rain for the day-to-day, -day, a little more rain and drizzle in the afternoon as well. Highs up to 43 and a light southerly wind settling in this afternoon. Occasional light rain and drizzle for tonight down to 41. And a few showers for the day tomorrow, especially in the afternoon, up to 46 degrees. We'll bottom out tomorrow night in the mid-30s. A bit of rain early on and maybe a little drizzle patch early in the day on Friday. Cloudy and 44. A little more rain back in for Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. Even a snow shower comes Sunday. Upcoming weekend highs of 43 Saturday, 41 on Sunday. Mild weather pattern for late January continues on. Maybe a little sun into the first half of next week with highs in the lower 40s. For CVJ Broadcasting, I'm Beatles, Greg Solgay. about the weather it's really foggy and lawns and shorts again all right we're done with the as one person said it uh, andrew's got a game tonight although i don't think he's gonna play i think he might play tomorrow night or friday night finally getting back from a That's calf injury i know but uh, a buddy of mine the other day said lon i've seen you in jeans now two days in a row it must be cold i'm like it's really cold right so as soon as you got back to like the upper 30s <laughs> oh, it's, it's shorts again. all day that's all all that matters all right it is the drive with tay and piper it was great to have Corey Witt here in hour one to join us and chat some Illinois Northwestern. It was also great to just visit with Derek Piper on his way up on a foggy day. Let's now hit the Tapman Stowing phone line and visit with Matt Shelton. He's managing editor at WildcatReport.com. He covers the Northwestern Wildcats. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? I'm great. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Uh, is it as foggy in Evanston as it is here? I know you don't know how foggy it is here, but it's horrible. Is it is kind of similar up there? Uh, yeah, pretty similar. I mean, I have an apartment in Chicago. I haven't head up to the game yet, but we've got pretty much about three stories of visibility, and then wow. everything above that, it's pretty, pretty much gone. It's crazy. Chicago's a great place, man. My brother had a uh, condo in Lincoln Park for a long time, and we used to make quite a bit of trips up there. The summers in Chicago, is there anything better? No. I mean, with the with the lake right next door, it's, it's beautiful up here. Except for Cubs games. Uh, Kyle's a Cubs fan. Oh, player. come on. <laughs> oh, okay. You had to throw that one in. I thought you already got your Cubs jab in the right. first hour. That's right. The Mancini uh, cut. Yeah, that was that was my fault. All right, let's talk some basketball here, Matt. You've got Illinois coming in to face a Northwestern team, and we understand in sports in general, when you play at home, things are a lot different, but especially with what Northwestern has done against Purdue a couple of times. Each time they were ranked number one in the country. I know they beat a ranked Maryland team, I believe. Um, or, or at least a good Maryland team, that, that one that gives Illinois fits nonstop. But you had an Illini team that just pounded Northwestern by 30 the first time they met down here in Champaign-Urbana. What makes you think things will be different tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the home court advantage is going to be big. I know I think Coach, Coach Collins was talking about his availability. You know, he pretty much wants the exact opposite of what happened in Champaign. Right. But I think from from a literal perspective, kind of going into more tangible, I think Brooks Barnheiser's progression pretty much since the Illinois game has been pretty, uh, pretty impressive. You know, he's had a, had a little bit of an issue with a ligament on his right hand. That's pretty close to being back to hundred percent. The shooting touches come back and he's averaging 18 points a game in the conference game since Illinois, where he only had nine. So over again, over the past five, where Northwestern's three and two with a couple of tough road losses, he's been a very valuable second option to kind of relieve sure. some of the pressure on Boo Boo and really open up the offense. So I think if he keeps up that uh, that trend, that'll be an added element that wasn't really there the first time. 
to prove I've still got a little geek in me, I was watching the other day when Langborn scored his 1,000th point in college. Of course, he came over, I believe, from Princeton. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But you talk about, like, other than Boo, and we'll get to Boo. I mean, Boo is incredible. But Barnheiser averaging 14 a game. Langborn had a good game this last outing out. He ha- He's averaging about 11. Ty Berry's kind of that veteran averaging 11 and can do a little bit. I know he's led him in rebounds a couple of times here in a row. Uh, the, the the supporting cast pretty solid, wouldn't you say? With Bo, with Boo and then that supporting cast, absolutely. I think there's a different element to this team than there was last year. You know, last year really, or last season, I should say. But uh, last season, the team really was defined by its defense. It was winning a lot of games in in the 60s, low 70s, sometimes even the 50s, and a lot of it was that swarming defensive style like fueled by Chase Audige, you know, who was yeah. conference defensive player of the year. This year they still kind of have that a little bit of the defensive identity, but I think their offense is much, much improved. And you have four guys currently averaging double digits. Um Langborg has really opened up the offense in addition to having Ty Berry kind of getting back with some positive regression in his shooting numbers, really struggled from three last season, but he's been He's been phenomenal out there this year. So that, that was, again, another of the many issues of the last time the Wildcats played the Illini. Sure. <laughs> um, they never were really able to get anyone that wasn't Billy going. You know, Barry got to 14, but a lot of that was some late buckets. You know, Langborg only had two points. Like I said, Barnheiser struggled. If those guys get some, get some more comfort, you know, playing back at home, and playing the way they have over the last few games, again, I think it'll be a very, I don't know if Northwestern will win, but it'll be a very different and more far more competitive game. M underscore Shelton 33. That's where you follow Matt Shelton on Twitter. Were you a Larry Bird fan? Uh, yeah, yeah. I wore, uh, I wore 33 in high school. Nice! Was it because of Bird, or did you just happen to wear 33? Yeah, it was because of Bird. I, I mean, that was it. also like taller guys so we got to pick from the thirties. So yeah, that was my pick. <laughs> that was like when you're a freshman year, you know, all the cool uh, numbers were taken and they're like, here, Tay, there's like 48. If you want it, I'm like, uh, I'm a point guard, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. but I'll take it. Whatever. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I may have, I may have worn 44 at some point in my younger days. <laughs> don't quote me on that. Hey, that's the Iceman Gervin baby back in the San Antonio Spurs day. So nothing wrong with that. Oh, that's a great call. <laughs> How about that? Well, let's talk about boo booey. I mean, besides having the best name, Obviously, this kid's what well, I'm looking at the stats now. I always round up or down 36 minutes a game, 18 points, three boards, five assists, 43% from the field, 34 made threes. I mean, what else can he do? This kid is amazing. He's electric. How does he rank in Northwestern's, you know, in, in, in their career, I guess, if you will? And I know that, you know, you're I'm probably a lot older than you, but wh- where do you see Boo in that? I mean, it's amazing what he's done for that program. Absolutely. I mean, they're currently tracking. Hold on, let me see if I can pull it up. You know, he's not far off from, you know, being in the in the ranks of their all time leading scorers. Wow. You know, he's been um, absolutely sensational. Now, again, he does have a COVID year, which has helped him kind of get to that sure, sure. Uh, to that level. But I mean, yeah, he's uh, as complete of a player as you're going to find. I mean, he's uh, my assumption he's going to be back to back all first team or all Big Ten yeah. first team. You know. He's gotten better and better every year. And, I mean, one of the more impressive things, I know it's not necessarily the same as the NBA, but, like, he will probably not come off the floor tonight. <laughs> right. Know? I mean, it'll be – and if they do, it'll be a duck and cover 35-second <laughs> into immediate timeout, something small like that. Yep. You know, he's logging 38, 39. He played 40 minutes against Wisconsin, I think. You know, mm. he's really just – being asked to control the whole flow of the game for the entirety of the game. And he's doing it at such an incredible level. And I mean, I think Illinois has had one of the better, obviously has had one of the better games against Northwestern this season and are able to kind of take him out of a rhythm, but his ability as a passer as teams have keyed in on him more and more has really just excelled. You know, I mean, he's averaging five assists, above five assists for the first time in his career. Mm. And that's no accident. I mean, he's as pretty much, I mean, he's maybe a little on the shorter side, but it's hard to build a better point guard than Boo Booey right now. I was going through it in my head. Evan Eschmeyer's got to be number one. 
right? I mean, there, there's Kevin Coble, there's Michael Thompson, Tavares Hardy. I'm trying to think of like the great Northwest. I believe it's, <laughs> I believe it's John Sherna. Oh, but... Sherna, yeah. I forgot about him. He was the one dude I forgot about. There was a run of Northwestern bigs that could all take you out to that three-point line and just destroy you. And Sherna was the leader in that crew. That, yeah, it's, they had some uh, they had some great players. Yeah, those were fun guys to watch back in the day. But they gave Illinois fits. I can tell you that. How big of a game, Matt Stevens, is this for, or Shelton? Excuse me, not Stevens. My bad. How big okay. of a game is this for Northwestern? I saw. I noticed on bracketology. I know that it is what it is, but and we got a long way to go. But they're kind of on that bubble. Do you see that with Northwestern? And how big of a win would this be for the Cats? I think, I mean, if they get a win, it's absolutely huge. I mean, I think they kind of had, they had the incredible win over Purdue that they then kind of canceled out with a, with a tough loss to Chicago State. Mm. Um, so if they, if they can pull this one off at home, it's kind of putting that feather back in their cap of a real high level win against real tough competition. Um, I, I honestly think this is one of their biggest opportunities as a team that's kind of played the Big Ten even so far. And again, kind of, you have that big plus and a big minus. Sure. If they can be competitive and keep this a one or not a one score game, but keep this a single digit game or a win, it kind of shows that the thirty point loss, which is one of the biggest black marks in their resume right now, was a little bit more of a fluke. Or maybe, again, maybe not a fluke, but yeah. this goes to show that that's not indicative of the teams they are over the season. You know, I think this is a really important opportunity for them to to make a statement. Um, and they've also got the rematch with Purdue coming within uh, within a week from now. So they've got two big ones coming up. It's important that they're staying tight or at least winning one of those. I got two more for you, one on the basketball front, one on the football front. How do you feel like the reception will be for Terrence Shannon Jr. tonight? Um, it'll be tough. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know that right now. There was um, – it's Welsh Shrine Arena, so there's going to be a strong contingent of Illinois faithful sure. there to make some noise uh, for the Illini. But the the schools preemptively sent out a, a warning to the to the students that any uh, derogatory language could result in ejection or a technical. So I don't necessarily think that warning will be well heeded. Um, <laughs> knowing college students, I, I expect Correct. they'll they'll make some noise and they'll be very vocal. Very vocal sort of thing. What what have you heard? Like, you know, we're in the bubble here, obviously, and we've tried to talk through a lot of the legal stuff. We've tried to, you know, kind of understand what all's going on. There's, you know, just different, you know, ways you can look at this thing, a whole different vary of ways. But um, what, what are how are, like, Northwestern fans, let's say, taking that news and the fact that not only that, but that he's able to play again? Um, I'm not, again, I'm not sure. I think they'll, you'll have a little better of a read of that in the building. I right. think they've been pretty kind of focused on their own season. I don't think it's necessarily been as big of a, um, story here as much. I also think just especially since they lost by so much to Illinois without him. Sure. I think if, if that game had gone differently and maybe would be a little more of a focal point, but I think kind of the focus from the team and the fan base is just get competitive in this game or try to win this game rather than really thinking about the Shannon stuff much at all. That's fair. Matt, I'll finish with this. David Braun, what a job. I mean, can we explain how great of a job he did in in his first season at Northwestern with what he came in facing and kind of what he inherited to be able to get Northwestern to a bowl game? That was very impressive. Absolutely. You know, Braun did an absolutely incredible job, you know, going one and eleven, uh, and bringing back a very, very similar roster. You know, arguably, if you want to look at it in terms of pro talent, it's like you had a first round left tackle, and you had, I want to say, two fourth round uh, defenders plus a sixth round running back, and you lose all of those guys, and you pick up seven more wins the next season with an interim wow. head coach. It's it's pretty impressive, you know. It was amazing. I know that was the game that I truly on Illinois' schedule thought was a win, and we know how that turned out. So, uh, unfortunately. That, that game was probably one of the wildest I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen in, in person or on TV. I, 
I could not believe what I was what I was watching. That was crazy. It was crazy. I agree, and I, I just was so impressed by the way he got that team to get together and the way he brought them together. And I just think he's going to be one hell of a coach in the Big Ten if he continues doing what he's doing. I always thought Pat Fitzgerald was really good, but obviously David Braun has done a good job in year one, and we'll see what happens down the road. Matt Shelton, managing editor at wildcatreport.com. Follow him on Twitter. It's M underscore Shelton 33. Matt, we appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, man. Matt Shelton, Larry Bird fan. I, I, don't, I assume he's a Larry Bird fan if he's wanting to wear 33. I guess you could just say, well, I hated Dr. J, but I'm going to wear six anyway. I mean, but <laughs> when he, he said he only had the options in the 30s, right? So 33, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, that stands yeah, out. That's true. I mean, any other 30s number. That's a good point. Like, what single digit number stands out? Five, six. You have Julius yeah. Irving, Stan Musial, like on my end. LeBron's worn six. LeBron is six. Uh, that's my favorite number. Um, five, you had Pujols. I'm just trying. I mean, obviously, you're going to relate it to your favorite team. Right. How about 10 through 20? What number? I think 10. Well, of course, for Illinois, it'd be 11. That's right. With D and Io and crew. Uh, what did Kofi wear? 21. 21. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's, I've never thought of it that way, but I think easily in the 30s, it's 33. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wore 33. Magic wore what, 32? Yeah, he wore 32. And, but Bird and Kareem in 33, those are pretty good, uh, two pretty good players right there. And, of course, Michael at 23. Yeah, 23 is probably the most iconic sports number. That would be it. Uh, Yogi, wait, Lindy says Yogi. Is that eight? Did Yogi wear eight, Yogi Berra? Or was he, did he also wear 33? Lindy, explain. I'm sorry. I think uh, it was eight. 309 likes George Brett, five. Oh, yeah, Sal, 34, Peyton, Walter Peyton, sweetness. Uh, good call. That's a good call. I know a lot of Bears fans love that number. That's where, it's, isn't it funny how numbers are, like, so important in, when it comes to sports and how we – see our greats, you know, like six, Dr. J wore six. Now, a lot of people would think it's Stan Musial because I'm a bigger Cardinals fan than I am a Sixers fan, but Julius Irving was my favorite athlete, and I always wore number six because of Doc, and, oh, Lindy wore eight. <laughs> gotcha. I was always number 10. Kobe wore eight. That's a good call, Austin. Kobe Bryant, man. Mm. It's amazing that we lost him so young, and his daughter. That's still just that was just that that I can remember hearing the news that day. It's oh, just they were on their way to her game, right? In a helicopter. In a helicopter. And yeah. And it, I think it I, I know I watched a YouTube thing on it one day about how they kind of simulated it and what happened and, and it was just sad to watch. Ah, it's just that's tough, man. To to know that Kobe had such a great career and was so young and how much he could have done the rest of his life, but then to lose his daughter. Ugh, that would be that would be really tough. Mike, good call, man. 51, that is Dick Butkus. Of course, Red Grange, we know that number. What? Who other Illini? It's amazing to just go down through the look. 33 was Kenny Battle, right? Is that? Am I right? Yeah, Kenny yeah. Battle was 33. Uh, yeah, it's just, just amazing what uh, – what the number means and how, how cool it is and, and, and how you can immediately put it to a former athlete, you know, of, of someone that you either rooted for or liked or maybe it was somebody that beat you all the time, uh, then you can always go with that. All right, here's the rundown. We're going to take a break here after I do a little work, and then we're going to come back. We're going to hear what Brad Underwood had to say about this Northwestern game. So we'll let you hear Brad's thoughts on that from yesterday, and then Kyle and I will finish off – with our predictions for Illinois Northwestern with that game tipping at 8 o'clock, Connor Onion on the call. Who's the who's the um, color guy? I, Robbie Hummel. Yeah, Robbie Hummel, okay. And He's that, everywhere. He's doing oh a Big gosh. Ten game every night. Is that unbelievable? I think Connor's the same way. Yeah. I, I, they, they're just yeah. – these guys just – t- I don't know. Would that be fun? Let me ask you that. I guess if you were young and single, and I only mean single in the terms of you don't have, you know – you don't have a wife at home or you don't have a husband at home if you're uh, on, you know, female wise. And then also with regards to children, obviously that wouldn't be as fun if you had 
kids and you were missing their events. I would hate that. Right. But um, I would assume that. Uh, I think the travel would wear on you, especially since I think a lot of these guys are on like red eye flights to get oh, from. Man. It, it, you know, in the Big Ten, maybe you're driving from right. Evanston to Champaign one night after the other. Right. But sometimes, all of a sudden, and next year, all of a sudden, you got to fly out to L.A. <sighs> to call a game. Oh, my so, gosh, that's right. And and you'll notice sometimes. The travel schedule seems crazy I know, for some you, of these guys. You'll notice sometimes, like Brian Butch, who is a, a, a good big man for Wisconsin, does some color for Big Ten. Like, they'll have him do a Wisconsin game, and the next night he's in Minnesota. Like, right. you know, they kind of keep him in that region. And you Sean can't show Morris. up. Like, you're doing a game the next night, you can't show up at 6 p.m. for the <laughs> 8 p.m. tip. you got to get there and do all the pre-production stuff. So, so I wouldn't be good then at that? I'd, I'd be walking you, you in gotta, right at game time? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, what's up, That's boys? the problem. <laughs> yeah, he says 33 back-to-back-to-back. Eddie Johnson, Ken Norman, Kenny Battle. Heck yeah. Uh, two one seven, really awesome. When the jerseys have a tribute, twenty one Latin players for Roberto Clemente, or twenty five with the Simeon players. Yeah, definitely Dion and that crew that started that. Uh, the Simeon twenty five for um, the loss there of Nah. Who am I thinking? Gosh dang it! Who was the the young man that was coming to Illinois? I've, 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 I'm sorry, I'm throwing a. I just mentioned him the other day. ESPN did a big thing on him, but uh, certainly. Uh, you had a lot of guys like uh, that wore that 25 here at Illinois that were all from Chicago Simeon, so or Simeon, however you say it. But it was it was really cool. All right, play me some music, my friend. I'm going to tell you about Busey. Hey, as the needs of customers grow, Busey continues to expand its digital footprint, allowing you to bank when and how you want. Whether it's personal or business banking, opening an account or scheduling an appointment, you can do it all from the convenience. Of home, eBank. That's Busey's online and mobile banking tool. You can check balances, view transactions, transfer funds, pay bills, and more. The mobile app allows you to deposit checks, provide travel plans, analyze spending habits. Find the Busey mobile app in the App Store or Google Play. You can also online account. Uh, you can open an account online, save a trip to the bank, and apply for new checking and saving accounts online also schedule an appointment skip the line schedule appointments online for services related to your personal checking or savings mortgage wealth management questions about how to bank from the comfort and safety of home Busey's there to help they've got you taken care of but Busey we're proud to offer convenient digital banking platforms that enhance our customers user experience visit Busey.com to get started today Ben Wilson thank you Dave Ben Wilson is exactly who I was thinking of Busey Member FDIC. I remember. Hey, I remember. Thank you for choosing two men in a truck. How may I help you? Hi, I have a strange question. What happens if it snows on moving day? I don't want my furniture to get wet and destroyed. Well, that's not strange at all. We have the same concerns for your furniture. With over 9 million moves completed, our team is experienced to handle any weather conditions. Because we pad and stretch wrap your furniture before we put it on the truck, we'll make sure your belongings are safe and dry no matter what the forecast says. Not sure how your move is going to work? Go to twomeninatruck.com for your free estimate. This is a familiar a sound in Illinois. Cold snap, grappling with heavy snowfall while bracing themselves for a significant winter storm. The snow will come, but you need to go to work, to school, to the store, to care for family. When the weather's rough, you need a vehicle that's tough. Sarah of Champaign wants to put you in an Outback, Forester, Crosstrek, or Ascent. There are so many reasons why a Subaru SUV is the best vehicle to drive during winter months. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, vehicle dynamics control, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, and available X-Mode for when the snow is extra deep. That adds up to performance and safety. Don't wait for the next storm warning. If you have to get where you're going, no matter the weather, see the huge selection and great deals at Sarah Subaru today. Route 45 in Savoy or online at sarahsubaruchampagne.com. Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out, all different shades of black, and ready to put a little color in your life? Come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with experience in wrapping, whether it be window tinting, vinyl wrapping, anything of that sort, or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do. 
You know those raps with Troy Lands on the back waving at you? That's our work. Call us, 833-DECAL-IT, or email office at aftershockdd.com. We want you. Hi, this is Chris Jackson with Kramer Siding and Window. And whatever your project, you can count on Kramer Siding to offer you the best products backed by the best warranties in the business, as well as Central Illinois employees dedicated to providing you with professional installation and a lifetime of great customer service. And right now, you can save 10% on roofing, sunrooms, and decks, get 15% off gutter helmet, and you can save 25% on preservation siding, windows, and doors. So call today or visit us at kramersiding.com and let's get started on your project. Kelsey Furniture in downtown Tuscola sells Tempur-Pedic beds. What's it like? I'm going to tell you right now, TV, that that thing is the best thing I've ever slept on in my life. My wife and I both have said we've never had better night's sleep. And the people at Kelsey's were fantastic. Brian is the guy that helped us. You know, as much as I did my research, he had a world of knowledge about beds themselves. Oh, man, it's like sleeping on a cloud, man. Kelsey Furniture, downtown Tuscola. Are you tired of shivering in the winter? Look no further than your local heroes at ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Gina inviting you to give us a call at 217-352-5400 to book your appointment to make sure your furnace is running safely and efficiently this winter. We've been proudly locally owned and operated and have been serving our community for over 50 years. ABC, always be comfortable. Call me, 217-352-5400 to book your appointment today or go to abcheatingandac.com. Get ready for the 23rd Annual Best in Show Photographic Print Competition from Urbana Park District and the Champaign County Camera Club. Photo entries displayed at Lincoln Square Mall February 10th through the 25th. Enter the competition before January 24th at the cost of $5 for the first print and $3 for each additional print. After January 24th, it's $10 for the first print and $3 for each additional print. Kids 17 and under can enter free. There's nine different categories. Learn more at urbanaparks.org. Short-term market fluctuations can be unnerving for everyone. A proven way to tune out the noise and focus on long-term investment goals is to adhere to a well-constructed investment plan. This is Starla Carr with Provident Financial Group. If you don't have a plan in place, we can help create one designed specifically for you. Call us today for a complimentary consultation at 217-366-3456 or find us online at ProvidentFinancialGroupLLC.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA, SIPC, or registered investment advisor. Norm Miller here, chairman of Interstate Batteries. You know, without batteries, life would be pretty lifeless. That's why Interstate All Battery Centers carry them in every size, shape, and style so you can drive, drill, call, film, or do whatever it is you want to do. Stop in today. They've got the power to keep you going. Interstate All Battery Center outrageously dependable interstate all battery center you'll find them outrageously dependable just over interstate 74 at 2504 north mattis avenue in champaign with batteries for most every application in stock solid day against uh rutgers i thought that uh other than a four or five minute uh little lapse um maybe an intensity start the second half um uh, we did some really solid things. I thought that um, we did a really good job of taking Mag and, and Hyatt, um, in particular, uh, Williams, uh, kind of out of that game. Uh, you know, Cliff was uh, really their only uh, really effective guy uh, on the offensive end. Uh, you know, I thought with uh, uh, with Terrence coming back, I thought he was solid. Uh, you know, kind of about what. Uh, you know, about what we expected, you know, for a guy who's missed six games in three weeks. And, um, you know, it's very, very challenging to get your competitive flow back. And, and uh, you know, it took him a minute to do that. But um, uh, Justin Harmon, I thought, was just outstanding uh, on both ends. I think we forget sometimes how good an athlete Justin is. And we, we, we saw that on display. Uh, rebounding the basketball, they rebounds. And, uh, and then some of his uh, his drives to the basket were, were extremely athletic. So uh, very pleased with him. Uh, at night we didn't shoot the ball particularly well uh, and scored uh, 86 and and um, you know basically six guys in double figures. So uh, I like that. Uh, now it's uh, you know onto the road and and uh, life of the Big Ten on the road. 
Uh, it always has its challenges. Um, you know, you get uh, great, great crowds and passionate fan bases, and uh, uh, you get a team for the second time, one that uh, uh, we played very well against in the first game. Uh, we made shots, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it, this is a team that is, has beaten Maryland, has beaten uh, Purdue at home. They're uh, <clears throat> shooting the ball much better at home uh, than they have on the road. They just lost a tough one uh, at Nebraska. But um, Langborg, uh, Martinelli, um, uh, Ty Berry, uh, Barnheiser, those guys shoot the ball uh, at a really high clip at home. Obviously, I think Boo is uh, one of the outstanding guards in the league uh, and, and, and the head of the snake there. So. Uh, expecting a very, very tough game. Um, you know, a team that uh, uh, is uh, coming off a loss and, and uh, has been very good at home. So Brad, the other night you talked about like being really hard on Justin because of his role. Like, what constitutes for you a good six man? Like, what, what do they need to do to do like to your level? No drop off and elevation. Elevating, elevating the play and. Um, and, and, and it doesn't have to be in points. It can be a, a defensive lift. It can be an energy lift. It can be a lot of things. And uh, I put tremendous value in that as a coach. And, you know, a lot of times we all get wrapped up in who starts and this and that. And, and, and I, want, um, I, I want those sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth guys, however many it is, to be able to elevate and do something that that helps elevate after four minutes and the other team's a little bit tired and, and you come in and have the ability to score baskets, get stops, uh, whatever the game needs. And uh, so I put a lot of value in that and, and uh, always try to mold that position a little bit. And uh, Justin's been, been uh, uh, the consummate student uh, in that side of things in, in terms of trying to learn it. Maybe always? <clears throat> Kind of looked at it that way. Or was there someone you know, early in your career that had come off the bench that that did all those things for you? No, I, I've always thought it was a team game, and, and I've, I've 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 never, you know, it's kind of the old cliche. It's not who starts, it's who finishes, and and you, you have to have value. You have to have guys that compete, and and um, uh, you know, not not everybody's going to be a, a first option. But uh, there's tremendous value or more value maybe in a guy who comes off the bench and, and uh, understands his role. Uh, you know, I had it at Stephen F. Austin. Truthfully, my, one of my, probably my second best player was, was a guy who came off the bench. And uh, uh, so I, I, I've always valued it. I think it's a team game. You've got to have guys there. And, and you don't want to, uh, in a perfect world, you don't want to have a discrepancy from from uh, you know your first five and your second five, and that's what we try to strive for. With how the last game gets started, <coughs> do you come in expecting maybe changes from them schematically, a more different effort or execution on their part? I don't know. I you know I think they're um, um, they threw a lot at us on the defensive side in terms of their double teams. Uh, they doubled big. They doubled from the baseline. Uh, those are two things that they have always done. Uh, you know, they're a team that forces a tremendous amount of turnovers. Uh, I think they lead the league in turnovers forced. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, they've always kind of done, you know, since Chris Lowry's been there on staff, they've always kind of done what they do. And, they, and they've been really good at it. And, uh, you know, I think second place finished last year and like, led the league defensively. And, and uh, you know, they're right there in contention again. So, um, you know, everybody's done something a little bit different with Ty. Uh, so, you know, we've kind of come to ex expect something, but uh, we'll adjust as we, uh, as, we, as we see what they do. Luke got his points in the last game, as, as he will, despite everything. Is slowing down the supporting cast a big part of this, especially a guy like uh, Barnheiser? You can't. Well, Barnheiser's coming off career high. I think he had 24. Um, in Nebraska, and, and, and he's a really good player, and, and uh, you know he's doing it. Uh, you know, a couple threes a game. He's doing it on the offensive glass. He gets uh, a couple post ups. He's you know he's doing it a variety of ways, and and, and you just have to make those guys' touches hard. Uh, you can't give uh, uh, you know those other guys. And I say this with Boo, and and have so much respect for him. Is is he's 
very unselfish. You know, he's going to be a, he's a five, six, seven assist a game guy. And, uh, you know, it's 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 what he does to elevate his teammates. So, uh, you know, we've got to be good on all of them. It's a really good offensive team, especially at home. And uh, you can't give them uh, a ton of open threes. And if you do, they're going to make them. Talk about the integration process with Terrence. Through one game and some practices, how have you felt the way that he's matched? It, it did seem like the ball moved pretty well with him in the game. It was good. It was good. You know, I think we, we missed a couple of, uh, you know, of opportunities with him, um, you know, where we've been, you know, we call them corner steps, where we've stepped up and screened and he didn't. Uh, you know, those are film things that we can we can clean up and on the court things. And, uh, you know, he drove a ball that was right back into the defense instead of making an extra pass once. And, uh, you know, and then in the second half, he made the extra pass and Coleman got a wide open three. So, uh, it's just little timing things like that, that that come from practice and film, and uh, uh, he'll be better. Do you coach him through road environments, and I would assume maybe even broadly, more broadly to your team as well, uh, over the next two out of three games? Life on the road in the Big Ten. I, I know, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, uh, animated, as always. It's always a raucous crowd when we go to when we go to Evanston and when we go on the road and um, you know that's the beauty of this league is there's sellout crowds everywhere and there's great passionate, passionate fan bases students are back in and uh, you know our job is to go play basketball and, and worry about the uh, uh, the guys in the uniform and uh, try to do the best we can to uh, uh, you know eliminate all the uh, all the outside when you looked at maybe the defense and that stretch without Terrence compared to what had been with him. I mean, was it just his presence or did you identify other things that you know, where those metrics you know, dipped a little bit? Well, he's 6'6", 220 pounds. He's a really gifted athlete. Uh, he's extremely strong. Uh, and then he competes at a very high level. And, you know, when you, when you look at guys that guard, guard the basketball, uh, which Terrence does, a lot. He's in that situation a lot for us. Uh, he's he's really good at it, and he's physical. Um, he's long. Um, he does a great job with his length of what we call a rear view contest over the top of ball screens. Uh, you don't replace that. Uh, that that's that's genetics, and and um, you know, and then a, a, a great desire to, to to become an elite defender. He's got unbridled passion for that. So. Um, you don't replace it. Uh, we did some other things a little bit better sometimes than because we had to scheme a little different. But uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's an unmatched talent uh, to do what he does on that side. What's reading is going pretty well. Do you, do you have a maybe a guiding philosophy or strategy of how you want the roster to be constructed in terms of you know balancing high school kids and? and yeah, you know, I think that we have to be careful with high school guys. Um, I think it's 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 a it's a it's the right fit. It's the it's the right character. It's obviously talent. Uh, you're not going to have guys come in that uh, um, you don't think fit your style or or have the ability to play at this level. Uh, but um, you know, and then you you've got to got to juggle the portal and uh, you know to to um, to continue to recruit high school players we're going to continue to do that it suits us I, I, I think they're the the base the essence of, of what your foundation is what your culture is uh, they help teach uh, the transfers uh, what to do whether they're one or two year guys uh, because they understand they've been here and, uh, you know, I, it, I think Coleman Hawkins is one of the great examples of a four-year guy, Luke Goody, a three-year guy that just um, understand and have helped, uh, helped our transfers this year. So we're going we're gonna to continue to recruit freshmen who we think are really, really good players and, uh, you know, and, and fit the Big Ten and fit uh, the way we're trying to play as we move forward. How's Amani progressing? What do you imagine his status to be tomorrow? He'll be in uniform. Um, Amani was uh, a partial go yesterday in practice. I uh, did did uh, a good amount, so he will be in practice today. 
Uh, so we'll see him in a uh, back in a uniform today and not sweats, which is a uh, which is a really good thing. What does that allow you guys to do? Just having him back in terms of depth, but in the front court there. Well, again, he gives us that pick and pop five who can really shoot it, and uh, he's a really good rebounder. Uh, again, there's some integration process with him as he's been out a good bit here. Uh, he was just really starting to blossom and play well, um, you know, due to the, prior to the back injury. So, um, you know, it's it's a uh, uh, he's a young guy that doesn't have a ton of experience to lean on, but he's got um, uh, got to have. Have, have him back and get him integrated and, and uh, you know, start hitting bodies again, and that's that's the important thing at this point. So next Sunday, the defense was maybe where Terrence we saw made some struggles. Was that just first game in three and a half weeks? Or? Yeah, I, you, it's a it's more of a mindset, you know. And, and and competing is, you know, competing is when you take some time off from competing, um, you 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 you. Don't just strike that match. You know, you've got to take a minute to get going and get that get that culture mentally going again. And uh, you know, I thought that uh, uh, you know the conditioning piece and all of that were were, were factors. But uh, uh, there's nothing like just getting out there and competing again. And I think that uh, uh, practices help with that. And uh, and obviously the game, but uh, that'll help him as much as anything on the defensive side. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Is your birthday in January? Well, get ready to rev up the celebration. Clay Dooley Tire and Auto is giving you a free oil change during your birthday month. That's right, a special treat to keep your wheels spinning smoothly as you celebrate another fantastic year. Don't miss out on this incredible birthday offer. Schedule your complimentary oil change at either the Champagne or Bloomington locations. Since 1917, Clay Dooley Tire and Auto has been your go-to for driving with confidence. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. When it comes to finding a reliable vehicle, look no further than Sarah Champagne, your trusted automotive destination. They carry a lineup of top brands, including Honda, BMW, Subaru, GMC, and Buick. And they're not just about cars, they're about people. Their team is dedicated to providing you with trustworthy service and dependable vehicles that fit your lifestyle. Experience the difference at Sarah Champagne. Visit Sarah, S-E-R-R-A, Champagne.com. Are you tired of shivering in the winter? Look no further than your local heroes at ABC Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Gina inviting you to give us a call at 217-352-5400 to book your appointment to make sure your furnace is running safely and efficiently this winter. We've been proudly locally owned and operated and have been serving our community for over 50 years. ABC, always be comfortable. Call me, 217-352-5400 to book your appointment today or go to abcheatingandac.com. Looking for a place to host a corporate meeting, intimate gathering, or a large-scale celebration? If so, the University of Illinois' Alice Campbell Alumni Center offers the perfect space and staff to make your function a success. A few rooms offered at the center include the elegant ballroom, the Richmond Family Gallery, and the premier and professional executive boardroom. For more information on renting a space at the Alice Campbell Alumni Center, visit uiaa.org slash alumni center or call 1-800-355-2580. Go Illini. Here's the deal. When you combine State Farm Home and Auto Insurance, you save an average of $889. State Farm agent Kurt Lenshaw is ready to help you combine home and auto and save right here in Champaign-Urbana. 
Call 352-1411 today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Average annual per household savings based on a 2019 national survey by State Farm of new policyholders who reported savings by switching to State Farm. Two Men in a Truck has been recognized as a trusted leader in the moving industry for over 35 years. Now we are proud to offer that same reliability to junk removal, introducing Two Men and a Junk Truck to the Champaign area. Our goal at Two Men and a Junk Truck is to help you make room for what matters most. We can make your garage, attic, basement, house, or business look bigger with our furniture or appliance removal. Contact us today at twomenjunktruck.com. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. That's four three five one two zero. The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5, The Drive with Tay and Piper. You heard from Derek Piper earlier today around 3.30. You'll also hear from him next hour when we replay hour one of The Drive. So you'll hear Derek talking about tonight's game at Northwestern. He joined us from a drive, or I guess he was still in his car maybe, on his way up to Evanston in the fog. By the way, everybody, be really safe tonight. It is Extremely foggy out there. So Kyle Tosk joining me. Uh, Corey Witt joined us in the first hour, so you'll hear him again next hour. I wanted to, to uh, we, we kind of brought up numbers and uniform numbers. Jeff mentioned 51, obviously, but uh, Lon being a Cardinals fan knows that's Willie McGee, one of the all-time favorites with St. Louis. Uh, Dave, yeah, pointed out that uh, Magic Day pointed out Ben Wilson was the, uh, the Simeon star that was shot and killed uh, the number one recruit in the country that Illinois, Lou Henson, had recruited and had committed to Illinois. And, of course, he never made it here. But then uh, that started a trend of Simeon guys coming to Illinois that then wore the number 25. Nick Anderson started that trend. I have accidentally said Deion Thomas. But it was Nick Anderson, thanks to Heath, has the rundown. Nick Anderson, Deion Thomas, Bryant Notary, Kendrick Nunn all wore number 25 at Illinois, I know there was a good run there of always having a Simeon guy at number 25 on the Illini roster. So very cool in that regard. We haven't touched on that Baseball Hall of Fame. And uh, if you didn't know, Adrian Beltre got an easy 95% vote. Todd Helton. Do you know that Todd Helton, Kyle, started in front of Peyton Manning at quarterback at Tennessee? I did not know that. <laughs> Todd Helton was a two-sport star at Tennessee and actually started ahead of Peyton Manning. I don't know the full story, but I think eventually Peyton Manning wrestled that from him, and obviously the rest is history. But Todd Helton went on to become a one heck of a baseball player and is now in the Hall of Fame. And then Joe Maurer, the longtime catcher for the Minnesota Twins, he was one of the three, Beltre, Helton, and Maurer, that made it into the Hall of Fame. I thought it was kind of cool. Did you happen to notice when the Twins, um, when the Twins honored Joe Maurer, they uh, they brought they wanted Maurer's kids to throw out the first pitch. There's three of them, so they invited a gentleman back to bring the baseballs out to hand to the kids. This guy was the only person to strike Joe Maurer out in high school. One strikeout in high school for Joe Maurer, and this dude did it. Oh, my god! And gosh. the Twins invited him to the game to bring out the ball. I thought that was so stinking cool. That but is. Really cool. So, uh, Billy Wagner, the hard-throwing lefty reliever for the Astros many years, he was so good, just missed at 73.8%. Gary Sheffield uh, just missed. Andrew Jones, Carlos Beltran, and then – on down, you had Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, Chase Utley, Omar Vizquel, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, and Andy Pettit. So, uh, again, Beltre, Helton, and Maurer. Those are your Hall of Famers for Major League Baseball in 2024. I mentioned to you in tennis, 
I, I, I'm like, can you name five tennis guys on the... Uh... I'm a former tennis player, so I do oh, follow right. tennis a little bit. I still would probably get Federer. to maybe like eight, and he retired. Oh, he did? Yeah. Who am I thinking of then? The, who, who's the guy that's battling the COVID thing? Like he, Novak Djokovic. No, did you see the other day somebody yelled out at him? Like he was getting ready to serve, and somebody was like, "Get vaccinated," and so they paused, and and he, you know, the the crowd kind of booed that guy that yelled that, and then the next uh, the next serve, then Djokovic served an ace to win the set. <laughs> it was like, okay, uh, yeah. So you'd have like, uh, who's the lefty that's good Rafa on play? Nadal. Yeah, Nadal and Djokovic. You've got the guy and Kevin Anderson that played at Illinois. That finished second to Djokovic in the was that French or was that Wimbledon? I don't actually remember that, but it was a few years yeah. ago. The, um, the newest stud is Carlos Alcaraz from Spain. He's uh, he's the next big he's thing the in stud. tennis. Yeah, and he's he like twenty years today. old. He did, yeah, in the Australian Open, upset in four sets in the Australian Open by Alexander Zverev. Him and Djokovic have already had like three battles in major finals that have nice. been classics. That's yeah, for a tennis fan like me, those have been fun. I bet. I, I I think we talked about this once, but Netflix had that series on tennis. Did you ever watch that? I didn't know. Oh, you would Kyle, I'm telling you, I thoroughly enjoyed it and, and I'm not a tennis fan anymore. I used, when I was your age, I loved tennis. We had John McEnroe, Jimmy Connors, Yvonne Lindell. We had just a bunch of Pete Sampras, Boris Becker. We had, there was a crew of, of great tennis players through the years. Andre Agassi that, that was really made tennis fun. And, and it was, I, I thought was more popular back in the day, but I'm not sure. I know Brad Dancer reached out to me the other day about uh, coming on soon to talk uh, sometime in February to talk about some events coming up for the Illini men's tennis team. But, uh, but yeah, it just seems like anymore, I, I, I kind of am losing track of the uh of the tennis uh situation uh did i tell you that fulham and liverpool they tied 1-1 and of course as everybody knows the, liverpool advances whole, uh, 3-2 on aggregate whole sports world here <laughs> all um, right let's get to illinois northwestern what I, do, I, I do want to mention real quick <laughs> that uh lindy said it on the text line and my dad sent it at the exact same time oh. saying uh 30 for 30 on Ben Wilson called Benji yes. ESPN really good. I, I think I have watched that. Before. It was incredible. I made my boys watch it. Yeah, uh, it, it was incredible. I mean, he was he was the number one player in the country coming to Illinois and was shot and killed outside. I think of his high school. He was in a parking lot on a across the street, maybe or something. But uh, but tough. Uh, Tyler, good call on the U of I line Lake text line. You forgot Calvin Brock. That's right. Calvin Brock wore. Uh, 25. I think he also had a tattoo on his bicep that said Chicago's finest with Calvin Brock. Um, yeah, Arthur Ashe, Dave, good call, man. He was awesome. So, yeah, so that was your dad that sent that in here. Well, no, I, he sent it to me personally, and Lindy also sent it at Ow! the exact same time, so I want to make sure I hit thought it. your dad was... Uh... Get chewed out by my dad if I don't... <laughs> acknowledges texts and, and by the way before we get to our predictions we're, we're all about keeping people safe a 217 the fog south of monticello road is ridiculous all the way to tuscola only going to get worse throughout the night everybody be careful i know last night was really bad too i was driving like 35 miles an hour there's just no need to, to rush there's just no need to do it i mean you can get to work a little late if you need to or leave early how about that um yeah lindy two blocks down at a convenience store uh, the other thing is uh, from Big Def, he said it's uh, – ah, and then he sent another one in, so I can't – He said it's, it it's – I know, but it just is an extra step that, you know uh, – Dense have, fog here in the NJ Philly suburbs. New Jersey too. Philly suburbs. All right, so there you go. There's fog all over the country, it sounds like. Bjorn Borg, good call, Sal. All right, we got to get to Illinois Northwestern. Illinois beat Northwestern by 30 earlier this season – I, yeah, Lindy, good call. Turn your lights on. Today, I was driving from Savoy to Philo and had to bright, like, flash my lights mm -hmm. at six cars. I'm like, turn your lights on. Now, sometimes you may have a car that the lights don't automatically come on, so I don't get too mad at people. But, yeah, just make sure you turn your lights on. I mean, it's just not safe without it. So, okay, they won by 30 earlier this year. Uh, this season, 
I don't think they win by 30 tonight. I know no. you you don't either. I do think, though, with Shannon back that Illinois is too good. I think the Illini take this on the road. I'm going to go kind of a high-scoring game tonight. I'm going to go like uh, 88-80. Illinois takes down the Cats. Thinking on the same page, I think. Yeah, I think this Illinois offense, man, they're clicking right now. You get Shannon back. Picked apart Northwestern in that first game. I, I do think – I don't know if they're going to get to 96 tonight like they did in Champaign, but I don't know. I just think it's a really good matchup for Illinois. I think they're going to have some success with the booty ball, and yep. you get Shannon back in the mix. Now I think Marcus Damask is going to be able to have a little more space to work with, and some pressure is going to be taken off him, and we've seen what Gary has done on the offensive glass. Coleman had a great Stun. game the first game against Northwestern. Justin Harmon, 18 points Sunday, had 20 in the first matchup. Wow. I just I think this Illinois team is built to to beat this Northwestern team. I I think Northwestern will make some more shots and keep it closer at home, but kind of on the same wavelength. I think Illinois gets their points, wins this one. I'll go 85-79. 85-79 and of course uh, Pipes, he gave his prediction earlier in the show. Derek said 75-72 Illinois. So we're all homering this thing, but I really do think that with Shannon, especially Illinois, is just the better team. Tenth ranked? 10th ranked. What's next after Northwestern? Indiana on Saturday oh, at the State Farm let's Center. Let's go. That's like a 2 o'clock tip. Yeah, Fox. Let's go. Mm, I can't wait they're for doing, that They're one. doing the stripe, the stadium oh, game. Okay. You know, where you got one section's orange, yep. the next section's blue. So we'll see how that turns out. And then you got Bob over there that forgot to wear You're orange. Right. And he's yeah. in blue. That's all right, Bob. We love you anyway. All right, let's let's get out of here. Illinois Northwestern, 8 o'clock. We'll talk all about it tomorrow. Thanks to Corey Witt for coming in. Thanks to Matthew Stevens for joining. Nope. Why do I keep calling him Matt Stevens? Matt Shelton. Matt Stevens on the Illini beat, That's who right? I'm thinking of. Yes, there you go. Shout out to Matt Stevens. And uh, Matt Shelton was our guest. And then also Derek Piper. We're late, bad late. Kyle's growling at me. We're all. It's the drive. Thank you.